0: Welcome to Ministry in Motion, where we explore best practices for your ministry in the 21st century. Our guest, Pastor Ty Gibson, will help us to explore the power of planting churches, but not just any church and not just planting them in any way. He will share why and how he is planting churches using the story of the gospel. What's unique about it? What's new? How is it working? You don't want to miss it, stay tuned. Ty, welcome to Ministry in Motion. Glad to have you, man. Oh, it's good to be here. You are a church planter. I am, yes. And that's something new. I knew you were pastoring, but mm-hmm. uh, you are a church planter. Tell us why you decided to plant a church. Man, there were,
1: there were a number of reasons that converged. Okay, <laughs> first of all, we live in a university town. So we thought, you know, we need to position ourselves so that we can speak with relevance to this, this segment of, of our city. Uh, we have 26, 27,000 students in, in Eugene, Oregon where Nike wow. was founded and, yeah. and uh, where Apple Corporation was named and where LSD was invented. This oh is Eugene, Oregon, okay? <laughs> so, so it's a university town and we thought we need to position ourselves to speak um, with clarity and relevance to the university segment of, of, our, of our town. Secondly, um, we really began to feel convicted that we needed to reframe the way we relate to the surrounding community. Mm. So, so we backed up uh, a pretty significant step and said, okay, what, what is it that's necessary for being the church in our particular culture? Sure. And, and what is unnecessary?
0: You know, I love that because sometimes you can go to a new place or work in a new uh, area and you cookie cut the same thing everywhere. Yes, yeah. So I I'm, I'm glad that you you dug deep and say, hey, what is special? What is different? Yeah. How do we reach these people? Yeah, well God became incarnate. So yes. so this is this is
1: this is the ultimate effort on the part of the most transcendent person in the universe who in every way is different than us. Yes. And he became like us to reach us. Amazing.
0: Yeah. Amazing. Well, tell us a little bit about uh, kind of a big picture story. Here you are planting a church mm-hmm. in Eugene, Oregon. Right. And and it's a unique community. It is. Uh, and I would say, a little knowledge I have, it's not necessarily the most religious community. It's very, it's actually, and antagonistic
1: toward religion. Eugene is extremely secular and uh, It's not just that people aren't Christian. The idea of Christianity arouses people's worst fears because because in in liberal Eugene when I say liberal I mean socially and politically liberal Eugene, Oregon Sure um, the the idea is that Christianity is synonymous with right-wing politics and so people automatically associate. That's the um, brand. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a there's a popular bumper sticker in our area that says Jesus called the other day, said he wants his religion back. Mm. You know, the idea is that Christianity has been hijacked um, for political ends, and, and yeah. this is how they view it. They they feel like hey, something something is not right about this, and so they're they're resistant. So it's very secular. Yeah. Um, I got together with about nine people. And we said, let's let's just plant a church.
0: Is that what you started? Yeah. With? Yeah. Nine people. OK, we, we
1: got together and we just began meeting and uh, inviting people and uh, doing events on campus mm-hmm. um, that were more socially conscious mm-hmm. um, in, in, in a more religious environment, like maybe the Bible Belt or something. It, yeah. It's still effective, I suppose to just uh, send out an invitation in the form of a brochure and invite people, hey, come to us and we've got some things to tell you. Right. Well, not in Eugene. You don't just invite people, <laughs> hey, come to us because we want to tell you something. Right. It's, right. it's We're coming to you because we want to be with you. Mm. We, we want to do life with you. We want to add value to this community. We want to live our lives alongside you, with you, as members of the human community that you're a part of. And so, wow. so it's, not, it's not, hey, come to us. It's like Jesus said, go. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, right. So we're going to people rather than just mailing them brochures and hoping they come.
0: Is there a special challenge in that situation? Um, you know, you're pastoring in a Western culture. Mm, yeah. Um, and, and I want to go back just for a moment. You, you used nine people. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any significance to that number or those? No, were just that's just the- all I had. <laughs> 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 those are okay. the ones who said, "Hey, we'll do this with you." Wonderful, yeah, yeah, wonderful. Yeah. So you didn't empty other churches out. No, we specific- to start. That.
1: Yeah, we specifically said to ourselves and to the surrounding churches. Uh, yeah. Actually, before we did it, we met with all the, the local pastors, yeah. and uh, we said, "Hey, we we just want you to know that this is this is evangelistic." Sure. This is an effort to, to reach people who don't know Christ, don't know the gospel. And so we're not just setting up a new thing for people to church hop. That's, sure. not, that's not we're interested. Yeah. So, so that's... people do church hop. Some people come over and, and we always have the same conversation with them. We say, hey, go back to your church wherever mm. you're from. They need you there. Sure. Um, go be a part of whatever is happening there and uh, give your energies and talents there. Um, Only unbelievers are allowed to come here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And some of them them obey and some
1: of them do not obey. Sure, (laughs) sure. Yeah, so we're we're trying to reach people who don't know. People that were raised like I was raised, because I wasn't raised with Christianity.
0: Wow. Well, how are you intentional about the DNA of the church plant? Um, Okay. um, How, because a lot of times we come with very churchy ideas, and it sounds like you're trying to do a new thing yeah yeah so what was the intention about the DNA of this church plant what makes it different
1: well it's 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 different or or putting forth an the effort to be relevant mm-hmm. um, in a number of ways. First of all, it's called storyline. Sure. Um, people say, "Well, that's an odd name for a church. Why didn't you call it, you know, Calvary Church or something? You know, sure. Some biblical word or so. sure. oh, storyline?" Well, storyline. It's called storyline for two reasons. Number one, because that's an acknowledgement on our part that that Scripture is a narrative. Mm. It's a story. It's not. Um, it's not a Greek book. It's a Hebrew book. It's not. It's not propositional statements. Yeah. It's a narrative that's unfolding from Genesis to Revelation with characters and plots and, and, and interactions. And so we're going through the Bible as a narrative in our teaching format. Secondly, Storyline acknowledges that human beings are fundamentally um, narratives in process themselves. Mm. I mean, Ivan, you're a story in process. You have a history, yeah. uh, you know, that, that is behind you and you're creating... A Future in the moments and hours and days that you live and so we're saying hey God is a God of story I love that and you have a story and here here's here's the clincher We want to know you Mm. we want to know your story rather than saying to the community. Hey, we have something to tell you We're saying hey, would you tell us? Wow, we're flipping the script in the direction of reaching out and saying hey, we want to know you Hmm. tell us your story and we believe that God is in the process of telling a story that you may want to be a part of.
0: That's a, uh, a lovely approach, and I think a biblical approach. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I, when we come back, I want to talk to you about this whole notion of why spend time planting new churches yes. when we have old or dying churches that need to be revived. Sure. Okay. When we come back, I'll, I'll, I'll deal with that. All right. You're watching Ministry in Motion. Stay tuned. Welcome back. You're watching Ministry in Motion, and our guest is Ty Gibson, and we're talking about church planting. Mm. So, Ty, there are littered throughout Christendom. Um, churches that are dead and so the old um, idea is stop planting new churches and revive the dead churches mm. what do you think about that <clears throat> I think there
1: there could be probably are individuals who are called to that they're, they're gifted and called to to go into an existing church and mm-hmm. to to uh, give the blood, sweat, and tears, I'm gonna emphasize that, blood, sweat, and tears, to, to turn it around, yeah. there are people called to that. Um, uh, church planting, though, is, is, is vital. Um, we need, in Western culture, in North America, Western Europe, um, Australia, New Zealand, everything that could be considered as, as Western culture coming from the Enlightenment and, and the scientific revolution, you know, that's the mm. wake of culture that we're living in it's vital that we plant new churches for for a few reasons number 1 number 1 listen the world mm-hmm. the world that the church was speaking to in the 1920s and 30s and 40s and 50s sure doesn't exist anymore correct it doesn't exist anymore okay we have a world a culture a matrix of reality a lens through which people are viewing life yeah. that that is 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 not commensurate with the methods that we're addicted to oh we're, we're 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 we have mastered approaches that are no longer speaking with clarity and relevance to the actual audience. Yeah, and so so we know the numbers I mean our, mm-hmm. our own denomination um, uh, Regularly produces the numbers and and um, in Christendom as a whole the numbers yeah. the stats are Regularly produced by the Barna group and, and other groups that tell us that the handwriting's on the wall that the church is dying in the West okay. that people are bolting from Christianity mm-hmm. um, and, and wanting little or nothing to do with it more and more. We're speaking a lot now of the millennial generation and, and, and how that their, their general uh, orientation to life is, is not religious at all. Sure. Um, so, so we need to do one of two things, Ivan. We either need to say, no, the way we're doing it mm-hmm. is sacred and you need to come to us and in other words use authority as our mechanism of soul winning or evangelism or or we need to become like Jesus sure <laughs> be incarnational no and come w- come where the people are you know we're we're trying to open we're trying to open rosebuds with a hammer yeah when sunshine is needed Mm. We're trying to evangelize with argument when mm. empathy is needed. Sure. sure. The, the, the world in which we live is a world that needs to see the gospel with skin on it. Yeah. And, and that's what gives credibility mm. when we finally do open our mouth and preach. We need to come alongside people and be, be with them. So, for example, in, in my own experience, in my own experience, two generations... Mm-hmm. an evangelist uh, uh, came to our house and converted my mom, and she got baptized on the premise of biblical authority. Okay, She was from a generation where the evangelist just, see right here it says, oh, it says that right in the Bible. Right. Oh, okay. And my mom agreed and agreed and agreed based on, an authoritative text mm-hmm. and an authoritative figure called the evangelist telling her how it is. So she
0: she believed without necessarily belonging first. That's right,
1: right. Yeah. She was, she was, the Bible had a an aura. It was, she never mm. read it, but yeah. it was the word of God. It was on the shelf. Sure. You know, and, and she knew that it was something. She thought that it was something. But my generation, the same evangelist, my mom sent him after me. Uh. And the same evangelist came to me and began saying, but the Bible says, but the Bible says, but the Bible says. But for me, it didn't have any any assumed authority. So I was like, the Bible says what? I don't know. Yeah. Shakespeare says Jane Austen says gotcha. the Iliad the Greek myths what do you mean? It's just literature, isn't it? Right. It's just it's an old book. Mm. So it didn't have an assumed authority So what had to happen was another person came along and rather than approaching me with an authority orientation mm-hmm. he approached me with an empathy orientation ah. I don't even think he thought it through and knew what he was doing necessarily he just rather than quoting an authoritative source to me He began to reason with me and empathize with my questions about the nature of life and reality. And then that's what opened me up to consider the Bible. The Bible became authoritative to me because before I realized that it was authoritative, I began to realize that there are things about life, there are things about reality that I don't have the answers to with a purely naturalistic perspective. Sure. So so the Bible became authoritative for me, but it wasn't, now that's the world we live in right now in the West, okay? You can't just go to the average person in our current culture and say the Bible says, the Bible says, the Bible says. You need to come alongside people, build relationships so that you have a foundation of credibility. Once credibility is established, then what you say actually has weight.
0: Yeah. So all of this is in the church planting mix. That's, that's amazing. In the, yeah, that's how we're doing church planting, Ivan. We're yeah. doing
1: church planting by entering into relationships. Mm. You know, sometimes the church is just beginning to say, hey, we've been doing evangelism with apologetic arguments. What about this discipleship thing? What about the way Jesus did
0: it? Sure,
1: uh, it's like a, it's like a new idea. Oh, maybe we should do it the way Jesus did it Well, the way Jesus did it was that Jesus came alongside people had relationships with people so that his words had weight Yeah, because of the way he loved them. So th- that's how we're doing storyline. storyline as I as I said before We're not putting our, our our foot forward saying hey, we have something to tell you sure we're saying hey What do you want to tell us? so who are you what's your story yeah
0: so so help me understand I'm coming to your Mm. um, wherever you're meeting yeah Um, how do I get to tell my story well how do you find out about my story yeah well we we're very intentional about
1: meeting people okay and and as soon as we know somebody at all we invite them every Mm. every every church service for us is evangelistic so there's 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 no Christianese spoken No matter where you are on the spectrum, you come to storyline and you're going to feel that you are the audience. You're being spoken Mm. to. And one of the things we do is we almost every Sabbath, we have somebody come up, sit down with me. Just like we're doing right now, Ivan. Huh, and we, really? uh, here's, here's the here's the people gathering, the congregation. We say, I say to whoever this new person is, I say, Hey, so what is your name? As it appears on your birth certificate. <laughs> they say their name, and I say, Okay, you were born, and then what happened? What wow. are the defining What are
0: the defining events of your life? Let me hold you right there, and I want you to tell us more. Uh, this is intriguing. We're talking about church planting with Ty Gibson. You're watching Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. We're talking about the special way of planting churches with Ty Gibson. Uh, Ty, I love this storyline. Uh, gospel approach Mm, mm. and we're just dealing with some of the characteristics when we went off you were Mm -hmm. telling me that you bring someone up front and have a conversation like this what does that do to that person or the congregation that you're trying to build or plant well it it achieves two
1: really important um, aspects of doing church together Mm -hmm. first of all the person feels known okay second of all the people feel like they know them now conversations are going to occur because Love the key it. the key feature, the key feature of storyline is to build relationships. And so we just met this person. And, yeah. and, and so at the end of the, at the end of the hearing their story, I just say, hey everybody, this is Ivan Williams. And everybody just welcomes them. And, and so we, we get to know each other. But but it achieves something else. It it creates a foundation of vulnerability, just ever so slight at this point at this point, but Mm -hmm. vulnerability where people are accepted because at the foundation of storyline is this gospel concept of being fully known and fully loved. This is what I preach over and over and over and over again from every angle I can figure out a way to preach it, that that our healing as human beings um, comes about by being seen, known, Mm. and loved simultaneously. Mm. So we see we see the pain that you've been through. We see the dysfunction. We see the junk We see who you are as a human being and you're welcome here. You're welcome here Whatever you've been through whatever you're going through whatever's going on in your life Mm. This is this is where you belong but storyline Ivan isn't just that that weekly service Okay, it's during the week when it's really happening. So for example, We're doing things that now we normally think of evangelism as, you know, sending out a brochure and preaching a series of meetings. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. Right before coming here, I preached a series of meetings on the campus of U of O. But it's a unique kind of meeting. Sure. Um, But for example, on campus, we do something called the Solidarity Wall. We build a massive wall Mm -hmm. on campus Mm -hmm. and we invite people from all over campus from students, faculty to come and to do their their own graffiti messages mm. um, in multiple colored pens, whatever they can get, artistic, whatever, to express their solidarity with those who have suffered sexual assault on campus. Sure. Or their outrage against those who do such things. Sure. And the wall, in a matter of a couple of days, is covered oh, with beautiful yeah. messages of hope and healing, mm. and it stimulates a conversation on campus about this subject. Sure. Um, we also We also... Um, do a lot of medical and dental work for people who can't afford it. This is, mm. this is happening you know, during the week. We invite people into our space only after we have entered their space. And I want to uh, emphasize that.
0: Mm, say that again.
1: Yeah, we invite people into our space mm-hmm. only after we have entered their space. What so, does that mean? So we're not, we're not just saying, hey, come over here. We've got the truth. Listen gotcha. to us. We want to tell you something. Gotcha. We're saying, hey, no, we, we want to know you. Mm -hmm. what are your needs what's going on in your life what is what is life like where you are and we're entering into relationships with people that's authentic yeah yeah it's 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 it's, it's what one author called disinterested benevolence or what we might translate as no agenda (laughs)
0: love yeah that's a new term I love that you mentioned earlier Ty that um Jesus was incarnational, he yeah. came, he put on our flesh, he mm-hmm. breathed our air, mm-hmm. came to live with us. Yeah. Um, and the gospel is incarnational. And as you plant this church, as you're planting this church, mm-hmm. and I know you told me you're gonna plant another one in a city in the south, yeah, coming yeah. soon. Mm-hmm. Um, what What is the degree or the level of incarnation? You know, Jesus was accused of eating with sin- sinners by the then known ruling church, yeah yeah, yeah, uh, this man is hanging out with people yeah, yeah, there, yeah, but as you share the gospel, as you plant this church, are there any limits uh, what's sacred what uh, what changes yeah, yeah, yeah. What, you know what are the lines drawn, if I could ask you yeah that yeah question? well well <clears throat>
1: i believe I believe very strongly that that we need to make a distinction, at least in our minds and understanding, between, between what would be regarded as moral imperatives and doctrinal orthodoxy, whatever sure. particular um, denomination uh, you know, our various viewers might be with. There's a, there are things that you, you, you won't compromise. Everything else should be compromised. Everything okay. else. Okay? okay? There is no such thing as a sacred culture. There is no Mm. such thing as a, you know, it's cultural narcissism for us to assume that my tastes and my Mm. perspectives on a cultural level um, are somehow have their origin in the mind of God. (laughs) Um, So 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 everything everything should be available for critique and we should. We should follow the example of Jesus and the example of Paul. And Paul, Paul very clearly said, I became all things to all men that I may by all means win some. Yeah. He's saying, essentially, I'm, I'm not going to make sacred what isn't. I'm right. not going to draw lines in the sand that God hasn't drawn.
0: You mean we I'm make not gonna, tradition yeah, sacred? Yeah.
1: I'm not gonna, yeah. yeah, that's right. I'm not going <laughs> to make moral issues yeah. out of what God has not made a moral issue about sure so so everything everything needs to give way to the person's need to encounter Christ except for the gospel itself mm-hmm. the, the the imperative truths that uh, I, I believe the Bible is the Word of God and we shouldn't compromise the truths of Scripture but on a cultural level on a relational level Everything else is up for critique, and as far as, far as I can see, um, the Bible is, is telling us that we need to deny ourselves for the good of the other. And sure. to deny myself is to deny myself culturally, to embed myself in the culture of
0: those I'm trying to reach. Ty, we're all out of time, man. I'm sorry. This is exciting. Yeah, it flew by. <laughs> to know what God is doing and mm-hmm. we will be praying for you in Oregon. Thank you, Ivan. And uh, wherever else the Lord is blessing you yeah. to plant churches. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's thank been you exciting. for being
0: with us. Yeah, thank you. We just had a wonderful experience learning from Pastor Ty Gibson about the power of using the story of the gospel to plant churches. We learned the gospel is powerful enough alone and we need to tell it in ways to impact our society. Church planting is essential even in the midst of dying churches. And then finally, we learned key characteristics of successful church planting, especially in this Western culture. Let's keep building up the kingdom of heaven on earth through new church plants. Thank you for watching Ministry in Motion. For this and other programs, visit our website, www.ministryinmotion.tv. Until next time, may the Lord bless you in all you do.